You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. What the hell did it do? And folks, that's the way we start. Geeky show ever. Episode 260. Elisa doesn't know what the hell it did. So, folks, yes, I am back, and I want to start off with thanking my lovely co-hosts for jumping in and taking care of things. And, yeah, Mike, you're not the lovely part. You're just the co-host part. Elisa and Melissa are the lovely part. Or what did you call Elisa? Melisa last week or something? Yeah. Yeah. Just because you guys have this this whole conspiracy theory theory going to keep me screwed up because your names are so similar and I'm such a muddlehead when it comes to things once in a while, I just merge you together. You just wanted which, to condense us. Yeah, there we go. And minimize us. Mike, you sexist pig. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so yes, folks, I'm on the mend and uh, I'm 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 rehealthized or whatever you want to call it. So now I can't unlock my phone. Uh, I'm I'm healthy again, or well, as near healthy as I'll ever be, anyway. So we'll put it that way. And uh, this week, Melissa's not here. She seems to think her personal life is more important than the show. You know, I'm getting really tired of it. To tell you the truth, <laughs> Melissa, this shit's getting old. <laughs> yeah. So now that she's yelling at her uh, podcasting de- listening device of choice. Yes, we're talking about you, Melissa. So, uh, but yes, we have a we have a fully well-rounded show. Well, anytime I'm part of the show, it's well-rounded. Um, it's kind of round. I can't help it. Um, so, but we do want to start off as Mike was so apt to point out. We don't want to forget the weather report. So it's been it's Memorial Day weekend here in the United States, uh, and I do want to say first, I want to send a big thank you to all the past current and future people that serve in our military to help defend our freedom in this country. Big thank you for all that you've done and will do in the future and are doing right now. So big mm-hmm. thank you to that. And as far as the weather goes, been a kind of rainy, cloudy, but I'm okay with that. We're actually having thunderstorms or may have some thunderstorms. So if we start, suddenly lose electricity, Elisa and Mike will know why. Um, hopefully my connection stays up while the power blinks if that happens, but yet to see. But uh, since tomorrow's a holiday too, it's gonna. Of course, it's gonna be hotter in Hades tomorrow. It's gonna be like eighty degrees. So I'm just gonna be schwitzing from the pitsins, uh, and then the rest of the week in the mid to upper seventies, and it's just not good, folks. It's just not so, good. So you're the one that stole our weather. Because uh, tomorrow we're only supposed to get about 62. Uh, today we've had rain. We were up to uh, my little rain gauge on top of the house says we're at 30 point, uh, uh, 31 hundredths of an inch of rain. So finally we're getting some moisture. It's about 59 degrees. So it's not too bad out there. But the high tomorrow is only supposed to be 62, which we want to – well, we can still do stuff outside. But just be nice if it was a tad warmer. I like my warmth. You like your cool. You know, we're like uh, – uh, Jack Spratt and his wife or whatever, uh, you know, so we, we balance each other out. There's balance in the universe where, you know, we bring equilibrium to the force or, you know, manure to the spreader, whichever, uh, it's manure to the spreader. The yeah. spreader yeah. Okay. Right. It's a broadcast uh, spreader, by the way, yeah. spreading yeah, that so shit everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so and it does do it evenly, but the rest of the week, uh, seventies, maybe up to 80 on Thursday. So this is my kind of weather. It's not bad. It's certainly not 30 below. I'm not complaining. Um, 
but you just, you know, if you're outside, you're working, we have wind in South Dakota. It can get a little, I can feel it in my bones, maybe because I'm starting to get older. When it gets to be a certain temperature and there's a certain humidity and the wind's blowing, you just kind of start to feel it. So I prefer it a tad warmer, but I will survive. You are, who are you, Gloria Gaynor? He's Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. Yeah. It'd be like the one-eyed alien video will drop that mirror ball or that uh, oh, crap. What was that disco ball on her on you? No. Yeah. Instead of a halo, I have a disco ball. Oh lord. I'm not <laughs> gonna take that joke any further. I'm just no. I'm just let gonna let that one there. roll past us. There you go. But um, bump. Miss Pacelli, what is your weather forecast for the week? Oh. Pretty much sucked most of the week. Let's, <laughs> let's just call it like it is. Um, yesterday was okay. Today was okay. We could sit outside. But it was really overcast and, overcast and cloudy. It's supposed to rain overnight, I think. Oh, maybe not. Okay, tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to rain. It's going to be in the 50s. Lovely day. Uh, high 60 tomorrow. Then the rest of the week looks like low 70s. And next weekend, again, in the low to mid 60s, our pool will not be open for a while. Yeah, I was, oh, was going to ask. School going. Yeah. <laughs> no. In years past, with this, it used to be tomorrow, the Monday of Memorial Day weekend, we would open the pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, haven't done it in a couple of years because it hasn't been warm enough. Mm. How warm does it need to be before you open the pool? It needs to be consistently in the 70s. Mm, okay. Because mm. it's not worth it. Then you're spending money on chlorine and electricity to keep the pump running, and it's not worth it. Ah. Okay. I I do know growing up we didn't have a pool, but I had a friend that had a pool and I would take care of it for her when she'd go out of town. Um, you know, you know, watching over the pumps, cleaning the filters and doing all that sort of thing. And I learned then that I don't want a pool. <laughs> They're a little too much work than than I want to for the amount of pleasure I'd get out. And fortunately the way my yard's laid out I really couldn't have one, so no big loss for me. But mm. yeah, so my brother had a pool too when I was younger, and every time I'd go there, somehow I'd get conned into doing some work on the pool too. It's like, what the frick? I'm a guest at your house. <laughs> so well, and and pools don't hold any appeal to me because first of all, I don't know how to swim, so I would be more like a drowning pool than it would anything else. So uh, I'm just not a pool person. Give me a nice hot tub especially after I've had a hard day and my muscles kind of feel like crap, something I can get in, relax. and But even that sounds like a lot of work and a lot of mess. So, uh, yeah, we'll just go to a hotel once in a while where they got a hot tub and climb in and enjoy it there and let somebody else take care of it. Yeah, I um, my sister has a hot tub at her house. You can go out on the deck, then they have like a little bridge. You walk over out to a, like, a gazebo, I guess, that you can get in the hot tub. And... Uh, you know, they have that. But like I said, the pool stuff, and I can swim. I mean, I as a kid, I taught myself to swim after I got tired of my friends leaving me in the shallow end of the pool. I got out, walked down to the deep end, looked. There was a lifeguard to the left and a lifeguard to the right a little further up. And I said, what the hell? Went off the diving board. <laughs> Went down to the bottom, swam up to the top, swam to the other end of the pool. All was good. Everything was fine i was it was all over with then so so i yeah i can swim not great but i can swim i can't you can't swim no oh 
I can't swim, but I just use it to get wet. You know, when it's really hot, I will stand in the shallow end, which goes maybe up to my waist. And then I have my Kindle on the side of the pool and I just read. I stand in the pool and read. Well, it's funny. I've tried to teach uh, all of my family, my immediate family, my wife and children to swim. And I can't. They said, I said, the first thing to do when you need to learn to swim is you need to learn to float. And I said, watch, you know, and I'll lay back in the water and you relax and you float. That's all there is to it. Do it in the shallow end. Just relax. You'll float. Well, any of them that lay back, they tense up. Well, when you tense up, mm-hmm. boop, you go yeah. right to the bottom. Right. I said, don't tense up. Just relax. The, you have natural buoyancy. You will float. You know. Well, well, my problem is I have jet propulsion. And second of <laughs> all, uh, what's this relaxed Heart, crap? Pardon me? <laughs> jet propulsion. Okay, not even going to. Uh, not even going to. It's just like it was like a poor man's jacuzzi, you know, eat yep, beans yep, and yeah, beans, yeah. I beans. know exactly what you meant. I was yep. just walk, I was going past it. She was taking. Oh, she was, I didn't. I didn't uh, pick up what you were putting down. So yeah, <laughs> she was putting her foot on the gas to go by. <laughs> Bad analogy, anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's. I mean, all you have to do is lay back in the water and relax, and you float. Face up, face down. Face up is easier. You breathe better that way. Usually. Yeah. So, uh. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the idea of a pool is great, but I don't want all the extra work. And plus, I have so many trees in my yard that you you, you spend all the time picking leaves and stuff out of it. And sure. I remember so, cleaning the bats out of the pool when they'd fly into it. and the Bats, frogs, birds. We've had a few squirrels. Those are nasty. When the squirrels are... Um, Drowning? When they're uh, bloated because they fell in the water and mm-hmm. they're dead. Yeah. They drown. It's like, oh, it's just. I had a snake in there once. I almost had a heart failure. Oh. Well, this up, really doused it with chlorine after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Ooh. part of the country, I'm afraid we'd have skunks in here and probably now, deer. We have had moles. Yeah, we, we live we live in a relative, you know, we live in a very populated area, but you would not believe the animals we have in our yard. Oh, yeah. Moles. Well, my friend lived up against uh, a mountain and she still got lots of things. She never got um, deer or anything very large. Excuse me. But she would get moles, uh, bats. Um, we have a groundhog, a couple of groundhogs. They walk across the deck. Snakes, raccoons. We had a possum once. Um, fox. Yeah. See, we've had a, we've had a deer in our backyard here uh, because like we have a house to the west of us here, and then across the road is the golf course, and then after that's farmland. So we're really not that far from you know the country. So in the middle of winter, we looked out our back window once and. Huh, there was a deer bedded down in the corner of our trees back there because we have a fairly thick kind of tree row back there. And they're like, huh, there's a deer back there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. we, we used to always get deer in the yard, but after I fenced it, and I just have a chain link fence, we don't get them near as much as we used to. But uh used to be when you went out in the backyard, if I was going to sit down in the back in the grass, I always had to look to make sure there wasn't a pile of deer <laughs> shit, you know, in the in the yard. <laughs> So and we've had we've had deer, we have groundhogs, we have skunks, tons oh, of squirrels. Uh, haven't had a, haven't had any bears for a while. We did have those. Mm-hmm. Um, the deer used to attack my Christmas decorations outside. They'd mm-hmm. eat them. 
artificial Christmas trees and the stupid things would eat them. <laughs> well, in, uh, on Main Street, we had a deer get into the hardware store, crashed through the big uh, window in front there and was running around inside the store. And the lady oh, was, no. you know, yeah, the lady who, who was, you know, uh, opening the store up was didn't know how to get them out. I think I don't know how they finally did get them out. If it jumped out or if they had to corral them or whatever, but yeah, so it's just uh, crashing around inside the hardware store there. Um, that was an adventure, you know, small town living. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's been a few years since we had any bears as best I can remember. Yeah. Cause the neighbors uh, had a bear in their garage one morning. Uh, on our farm, we had a moose once. I took pictures, but it's it. Uh, I call them like uh, uh, Bigfoot pictures. You can see a shape out there, and it sort of looks like a moose. And if I tell you it's a moose, you might believe that it's a moose, or you might think I'm nuts or whatever. So yeah, we and I tried because this is not necessarily moose country, Minnesota, you know, uh, up in that direction. But South Dakota moose are kind of a rarity around here. So uh, yeah, I went out there and tried to take pictures with a. a Cripes, that was about 30 years ago with a little 110 uh, camera. And so, you know, that's – and I'm running and trying to take pictures from about oh, a few hundred yards away. So, yeah, it's not the best quality pictures. The last real good close-up I had of a deer was through the scope on my rifle. So, mm. you know, there they're you very go. tasty too, by the way. Mm. Eh, I don't have a taste for wild game, so – Oh, I don't know. I love deer. Of course, I used to get in trouble. People would come over and they'd look in the freezer and I'd have Bambi burger, Bambi steaks. <laughs> and they go, what is that? I, I think I said this before. My mother swore, I've never eaten deer. And I'm thinking, you're eating it right now. We just didn't tell you it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if it's done right. Like I, said, I just wild game. I just uh, maybe I'm too civilized for it. I don't know. Yeah, not around here. We eat whatever moves. <laughs> eat, eat, eat. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Bad hillbilly oh, impression. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I hear the banjos. Yeah. So, and folks, uh, we do have real topics for this week. We're just kind of <laughs> muddling along here. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, I'm going to make a totally unsmooth segue over into uh, my adventures with Mac OS Sierra. And yes, folks, I am still running the captain on my iMac. Um, I did a clean install of that last June, July. I can't remember. Sometime around there, I did a. I just wiped my system, did a clean install. Well, I decided, you know, it's time for me to go ahead and move up to Mac OS Sierra. So I said, okay, well, you know, since I just did a clean install, Nuke and Pave last year, let's just do an in-place upgrade. So, but as a good geek, before I got started, I did do two full disk clones, two separate drives, booted from both of those, made sure they were both functioning and working, all was good with the world. Disconnected them, went into the Mac App Store, said, yes, I would like to upgrade to Mac OS Sierra. Please bring it to me. So I clicked on it. It started the process. Well, the first thing was I never got a chance to stop it and, and grab the disk image, you know, to set aside in case I wanted to do it. I said, okay, no big deal. I'll figure that out later. I'll just make a recovery drive or boot drive, something like that. No big, no big hairy deal on that. I went ahead and let it start the upgrade. It seemed to process okay. Then it came up and said, sorry, can't upgrade null. Would you like to continue? And I went, what the hell do you mean you can't upgrade null? Okay. So I said, yes, please continue. So it 
continued on like it was trying to do my the Macintosh HD, the my main drive in my computer. It went on for a while, and it did its thing, and it got to a point, it said it may reboot several times, two or three times, mm-hmm. and it got to a point where it was rebooting and had that, you know, the gray screen and a little progress bar. Well, I waited, I don't know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and the progress bar wasn't moving much. It was just kind of barely moving, and I looked at it, and I happened to touch the space bar on my key, space bar, that's good, Kevin, space bar on my keyboard, and kernel panic, and that was it. Hmm. No, I was dead in the water. Couldn't boot from the hard drive. Couldn't do shit. I said, well, isn't this handy? So I said, okay, let's put the clone back over onto my system. So I went through that process, put the clone, you know, which I'd taken you know, just a couple hours before that, put it back over. System booted up from the internal hard drive. Worked fine. I said, okay, just a glitch. Let's do it again. So I started the process again. It did pretty good. It said upgrading Macintosh hard drive. Okay, may reboot a couple times. It looked looked good. Did the same thing. Then an hour later, I had the same thing again. So I just reached down and touched the space bar out of curiosity because the little progress bar was not moving. Kernel panic, flaps fail. What the hell is going on here? Why is it, fa- I, you know, I mean, my Mac is more than capable of running Mac OS Sierra. I mean, I even thought, well, maybe I need to confirm it, but it goes all the way back to iMacs from 2009. This one's from 2011, so shouldn't be a problem. So I said, tell you what, let me try the combo update. So I tried, that was what I was just going to mention. <laughs> so I download the combo updater, start the process. It says, oh, hell no, you already need to be running Mac OS Sierra before we're going to let you have this. I went, son of a bitch. So I started searching around trying to find just the DMG for Mac OS Sierra. Can't find any place to download it. Just said, oh, go to the Mac App Store. Go to the Mac App Store. I said, no, that's not working. I just want the DMG file. Just give me the damn disk image. So after farting around with it for, I don't know, eight, nine hours trying to get it to work, I said, screw this. I ran the image back onto my hard drive, and that's where I stand. I frankly didn't have the patience to fool with it any this weekend. Um, and plus, I knew we were going to be recording, and I didn't want to have any other problems like that, and I need to get the show edited and get it taken care of tomorrow. So it's like, this is just freaking ridiculous. I don't... What about calling Apple tomorrow when the show is edited and uploaded and whatnot? Call Apple. I, I've thought, well, that's the thing. I've got, I, I may do that, but I'm going to try one more time. Before, once I'm done editing, I'm going to take a couple clones, because it won't take much to clone it. But I tell it to do smart update on the clone. So since I haven't done a whole lot on the machine, there's like two or three folders that have gotten updated since I did the, the last clone a week ago. So it won't take long, and I was going to try one more time. Because the restoring of the clone back to the Macintosh HD, that takes almost no time. So... I'm going to try one more time and see if I can get it since the second or third time it did a little bit better. But what is that? If that doesn't work, then I'm going to call them. I've already got to call Amazon and yell at them. So I want to save as much anger as I can for Amazon tomorrow. And if I'm out of enough, if I don't have enough bile and anger left, I don't want to call Apple. I want to wait till I have enough bile and anger left to, you know, to appropriately chastise them and tell them that. 
I don't like things. So. Well, before you tell us why you're angry with Amazon, tell me how, and this, this was a topic that I was going to bring up, but you brought it up for me. How easy was it for you to do the clean install a year ago when you did it? Um, like, like when you wiped out your hard drive and you loaded the operating system and then did you just cherry pick what you wanted to bring over? Uh, mostly, yes. I did, I did a, you know, a migration assistant and mm-hmm. used that to pick what I wanted to bring over uh, from the, because uh, it, it saw the cloned hard drive as a, you know, another Macintosh. So I just cherry picked it off of that and put it on my system. And it was it was relatively simple and painless. I mean, it took well, me less time to to get the stuff installed it took me longer to cherry pick it than it did for me to to actually, you know, do the move or whatever you want to call it. I don't think I've ever done a clean install since 1992 when I first owned a Mac. So I think I just keep bringing things over. I mean, I have replaced hard drives where I'd have had to reinstall things. Thing is my Apple care expired last Friday. So that week I brought it to the Apple store. I said, okay, Give it a give it a checkup. My my Apple Care expires this week. Just in case something wrong, you can fix it. So he ran some tests and everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden, up on the screen, the picture of it, it said something about a soft issue. And he says, "Well, the only thing you can do to fix this is to reinstall, do a clean install, and bring everything over bit by bit." I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's going to make me cry. I just don't want to <laughs> do it. And I have it. And I did come home and I ran Disk Utility and, you know, went through all that, you know, rebooted and blah, blah, blah. What I think what what I wonder about is before I would do anything like that, I would first, like, get rid of some stuff that's on the existing computer and then do my clone. But what I wonder about is what about things like mail? Because I use Apple Mail. I want to make sure the folders are in the right spot. You know, things like that. That's what concerns me. Well, I mean, I use Apple Mail, but I'm, again, I'm a bit weird in the way I do it. My Apple Mail is only for stuff related to my Apple iCloud account. I don't use it for the Gmail stuff that I have. Gmail is all done through Postbox. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff, the two or three folders I have in Apple Mail that came over fine, I didn't have any problems. It was there just like I had left before I... Or just like it was before I wiped the uh, wiped the hard drive, so because you brought your library over, your uh, library I know in migration assistant, I just told it to bring over mail and maintain the structure. Okay, I I can't remember the choice. There was something there about it because uh, I did leave behind for some reason over the years. I had created a bunch of damn accounts that I was not using anymore, so I only brought over the three accounts that I use on the machine. Um. And that cleaned up a lot of shit uh, right. off my machine. But now none of the other accounts had were using mail. Only my account was using mail. So, yeah, it was really pretty painless, Elisa. I didn't have hardly any trouble at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's something I really should do because I'm starting to, like, be, between all my music and my pictures, I'm, like, really eating up space. And I know I could get rid of a bunch of apps I downloaded that I just don't use. Well, my music library 
you know, is, is tremendous. So that was a real challenge for me to bring it That's over. That's why I was wondering about that too. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to boot off an external drive. I know a lot of people do. They put their music and photos on an external drive and they boot off of that to listen to their music or look at their pictures. And that's fine. I don't want to do that, especially because I use a laptop. Yeah, no, that makes to sense. A desktop. Yeah. And, and you see, uh, when I first started, you know, with, you know, in air quotes here, Apple computers, I was doing Hackintoshes. And so those, every time you did like a, you know, um, an upgrade, not, you know, uh, a full version upgrade, not just the incremental steps, you pretty much had to start over. So I got in the habit of just having a separate hard drive with my, and this was, you know, in the tower. So I had my pictures and music and a lot of other stuff there. And so, and as far as the apps go, I had them backed up, you know, somewhere and I would just reinstall them. And that's so basically every time with a Hackintosh, it was sort of like a fresh install anyway. Um, and then with between and then, you know, the only real Mac computers I've had is my MacBook and then my uh, Mac mini here. So I really haven't had to do that a whole lot. But even uh, all the years that I was doing uh, experimenting with Linux and I would, you know, change Linux in, uh, distributions more times than some people change their underwear. Uh, I just got in the habit again of separate drives, everything there. You put your core, you know, installation in there and then you just, uh, you know, point to where all your other stuff is at. So it depends upon the strategy you have. But yeah, if you have everything and like say so you've got a Mac or a, a notebook, so, or a MacBook, yeah. So that's you can't exactly do that unless you were to put in separate partitions. But that could get a little. You still run the risk of your uh, hard drive just going bleh, and you lose everything if you don't have you know backups of some sort. So, um, yeah. I mean, I got in the habit. I don't remember how I started doing disk clones, and I remember on my black MacBook um, that I had to, that from two thousand seven. Um, the hard drive went bad like about 45 days or so before it went out of Apple Care, And fortunately, you know, I could just boot. I had a FireWire uh, 400, I think, or maybe FireWire 800. I don't remember now. Yep. Hard drive, and I ran it from that until I could take it in. And then I just, after they put the new hard drive in, then I just dumped it back and went right back to work as, as if nothing had ever happened. So it was all, it was good. It was a good experience, and I liked it. Um and that's what I've done since then. Is I, I have two or three clones. I have some off-site. Um, I geographically separated, um, so that helps. Uh, but I've never had trouble with the OS like I have with OS Sierra, Mac OS Sierra. It's like this should not be this damn hard. It should just run onto the machine and be done with it. So I may give it another try tomorrow afternoon. We'll see. And if I have bad luck, I, I'll take your suggestion and I will call Apple Care and say, what the, you know. Yeah. Because it's supposed to do just work. Right. And then it's just curious how when you touch the space bar, you go into the kernel panic. You know, which makes me wonder, is it is it bad RAM for some reason? Is it a loose connection? You know, like, what is it that's causing the panic and not allowing and or not allowing the OS to update. Well, and what would be loose? This Mac never even moves. I mean, and I'm in the basement, so it's not even like the floor could shake. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, I have a problem sometimes with my trackpad. It doesn't make a connection. When I hate the trackpad, I never use it. I always use the, uh, a wireless mouse. 
But still, you know, sometimes if I'm just doing something really quick, I'll use the trackpad and doesn't always connect. Sometimes there's loose connections. Yeah, I'm not the, saying that's what is the problem. Yeah. It's just, you know, no. a possibility. I mean, and I do have that trouble with my trackpad and my keyboard at times. They just don't connect when the Mac boots up or something like that. And the other problem I've had recently within the last mm, five months maybe or so, uh, it loses my my mic. I'll go to tell it to, let's say I want to listen to something on my headphones, or maybe I want to switch to the built-in speakers so I don't have to wear my headphones, and I switch to the internal speakers, all is good, and I say, okay, well, now I need to switch back to my headphones. What headphones? You have no headphones. I was like, yeah, I do. And what I end up having to do is unplug my mic because I have a Blue Yeti, and it runs over USB, then it has a or a headphone jack in the bottom of it, that's how I monitor while we're recording, and that works fine, but it'll just like, oh, we don't know anything about any Yeti. What do you mean Yeti? There's no such thing as that here. So I have to unplug it and replug it, and then every so often, the U I have a powered USB hub, and every so often it, for it flakes out, I guess, and I have to pull power to the hub and then re repower the hub. But that only happens about once every couple months that it'll flake out completely. So, I don't know, it is odd, but... <laughs> it almost sounds like maybe a USB port is going bad. Because when you have a kernel panic, there's some, you know, driver or something that accesses your kernel that's making it, well, basically lose its mind. Um, and with Mac isn't like Windows. I mean, you're supposed to be getting your updates that you need from... Uh, from Apple for your all your drivers, unless you go to the manufacturer's site and download drivers directly. I'm wondering if it's a driver issue of some sort. That that might be something. I think tomorrow when I try it, just I'm not going to do it. What I'll do is I'll unplug this powered USB hub. Yeah, I'll just completely disconnect it, and I. Well, I, I'll, I'll Leave the essentials and pull right. out everything and just see. And maybe, like I say, maybe one of your USB devices is just getting a little weird. And like I say, it's just – and maybe it's not – maybe you'd be better off to plug that stuff back in after you do your update, have it find it, yeah. and then update it that way. Because like I say, a kernel panic is usually some sort of driver or something um, is not integrating into the kernel, and then it goes. I don't, I don't know what to do, you know, and it just loses its mind and crashes. Yeah, I, uh, I, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I think that's what I'll try tomorrow. Is I will physically unplug this hub, and I'll pull the power to it because there's nothing plugged into this hub that I need. I still need my external drives, but um, I can unmount all those if I have to too. So I'll give that a try and let you know what the results are. That's what I'll do is I'll pull unplug right. this and because that's the only thing that's really changed since the last time I did an OS install or upgrade is this powered hub. That's the right. only really new thing. Well, when I was doing upgrades, I was just paranoid enough that I might click on the wrong drive. So I would plug unplug any drive that wasn't essential to the upgrade just because I've done it a few times. I'm just you know not paying close attention and shit i just erased my music file or you know, whatever <laughs> so i've done you know colossally stupid things like that so you know sometimes you try to uh circumvent the stupid at least i try um 
and just pull all that stuff so you don't do it. So, and you know, maybe that's why, because I, you know, like I say outside of the Hackintosh stuff, um, I've never really had any problems. And I think I've updated my MacBook from, oh, what did it come with? Uh, yeah. I know I've done several, you know, big version upgrades and I've never really had any problems. And um, I don't think I've ever done it. Maybe when I put the uh, um, SSD in there, maybe I did a clean install. But, yeah, I've never had any problems like that. So, Yeah, I, yeah I'm not sure. Um, and, folks, we've temporarily lost uh, Elisa. She's still showing up in the Skype chat, but she's actually not there. So she's texting me. Oh. So let me... Uh, no, Elisa, you froze. <laughs> yeah, she froze. So I'm going to hang up with her, and we'll add her back here. She says she lost internet, so we may be. Oh. Well, she was looking off to the side there. I thought she was intently studying something. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> she fooled us. She wasn't paying attention. That's no. right. Let's see. Miss Baselli, where did you go to? Oh, you're up here. Let's see if we can add her back. This is, makes for riveting audio, I know, folks. <laughs> There she is. Okay, I don't know what just happened. Well, what was you odd? You were talking, and all of a sudden, the two of you just froze. Well, what was odd is you were looking off to the side, so we thought you were just deep in thought with something else. <laughs> you know, you fooled us. You fooled us. We thought you were actually doing something. Yep. So. I noticed when you were talking one other time, you sort of stuttered, so I didn't know if your internet was getting weird or Skype was just being its usual self. But, yeah, and uh, then it wouldn't let me back on. It wouldn't let me connect to you. I hung uh, up on you. And I, think, I think what happened is you uh, you dissed Apple once too often. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe there was some sort of panic on your end. Or my, I, at first, I thought it was you guys. I'm like, what? Then I realized it was me. And I'm finding this more and more. I've got to. <laughs> I had to turn my Wi-Fi off and then turn it back on again. I couldn't connect to anything. Well, that's the the. I actually that's the old rule of computer support. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> well, that's funny because when we lost, we had the major storm last week. And we lost power for 12 hours. We have one, two. We have three TVs with Amazon Fire Sticks and one with the Roku box. So I'm on something, I'm to watch MV or Netflix or something. The Roku box, perfectly fine. Family room, perfectly fine. Our bedroom the other night, lost. I had to like reset the whole thing again. It lost the internet connection. Then once I got the internet connection back on, I was able to, everything was still signed in. Yesterday, I wanted to watch something in the kitchen. I could not even get Amazon Stick to show up. I'm like, oh, come on. It's not that old. It shouldn't be broken. Put new batteries in the remote, thinking maybe the batteries were dead. Nope, didn't come on. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't have time to call Amazon and complain about this. I said, okay, unplug it from the TV. Nope, that didn't work. Unplug it from the wall, plug it back in. There we go. Yeah. I mean, well, turn, turn even, it off and even, turn it on again. Nope. Even, even one of our Echoes upstairs uh, – I didn't turn it off, but I ended up reconnecting it to the network again. Then it seems fine, but it was just the blue light was going round and round and round, and it wasn't really I'm making Kevin dizzy, yeah. and it really wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And then finally, I just got the Alexa app out, and let's set this thing up again. And then, oh, yeah, I'm working fine again. Okay, well, don't do that again. Yeah, really. Please, please don't yeah. do that. And speaking no. of Amazon woes. Ah, ah yes. Good segue. Um 
I wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, a recent problem I had. I ordered for my wife for Mother's Day and or birthday a couple. She's big into the show Bones. I don't know if you guys know that show. Um, it's a great show. Um, so I ordered her a couple shirts, T-shirts. You know, they had two different designs that I like. So I said, I'm going to get her both of them. I ordered them on May 8th. It's a Amazon Prime, but not not available until between May 12th and 17th. I said, okay, that'll work out. Okay, it's no big deal. So May 12th comes, nothing. I said, okay, it's probably going to go all the way to the 17th. 17th gets here. Oh, we're sorry. It's not going to be there yet. And by the way, it hasn't left China yet. I went, what? Oh, boy. So... You know, then said, uh, maybe it'll be there on the 20th. Nope. Uh, maybe the 23rd. Nope. Uh, let's think maybe the 24th. Oh, one shows up on the 24th. And then the other one shows up on the 26th. And it was like, really? I pay for Amazon. I mean, it said Prime, but not two-day Prime. You know how you get those mm-hmm. deals that you buy occasionally. I was like, God, if I didn't have Prime, what would it have come next year? <laughs> or maybe when I'm dead? I mean, geez, a flip. So I wrote the seller and Amazon a very nasty gram. And I was actually having an exchange online with a guy. He's a former professional wrestler, uh, Joey Image, uh, who mm-hmm. I know. Uh, an exchange with him about it. He was having a similar problem with, I can't remember what he had. And he got after Amazon big time. I just was too busy and didn't have the energy to put mm-hmm. into it. I was doing too many other things. Um, that he got after him, and they ended up canceling the one order because it just his first order just disappeared into the ether. It seemed like, so then they did another one, and he got it in one day. Then they gave him a five dollar credit or a five dollar Amazon gift card and something else. I have to go back and look, but he and I were exchanging messages about it. It's just ridiculous. So I need to call Amazon tomorrow and tear them a new one, or I won't call them. I'll do the thing where they call you. You, know, you tell them, say, please call me. And I'll get after them because that's ridiculous. I mean, you said 12th to the 17th. Okay. 10 days after that, it took to get the damn yeah. stuff here. Come on, people. Right. And usually they're on top of that stuff because there's been, even I got a package the other day and they sent me an email. It might be delayed. It got there the same day. They're usually. You know, I usually get the stuff, you know, through, well, you said this was through Prime, though, too. Um, and like I said, I usually get the Prime stuff, and I and I try to stay away from ones because I want instant gratification because I'm that shallow. Uh, but I, you know, it's usually the ones that can get there if it's not going to be here within a couple days. Because there was a few things I almost started and said, oh, it'll be here, like, in a few weeks. I went, no, I don't want to wait that long. Uh, so, um you know, I would get the ones, but, and then with my, and I told you guys about when I ordered my switch that actually got delayed and I got a $10, you know, uh, forgiveness, uh, gift, uh, code from them. So, you know, they're usually, you know, on top of that and it's not, they crap happens, you know, they're not perfect. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. And I don't know if it's on their end or if it's the supplier and like you say it's coming from across the ocean so that could be an issue there of itself um but yes 
But Apple can get me something when I ordered my controller for my Apple TV, came out of Xinjiang, China, and got here in three days. This right. is, I mean, I can show you the size of the package, you know, and it's oh, a T-shirt in the package. You know, it weighed a grand total of nothing. Um, and it took, uh, what was it? The one took the 8th to the 24th. So that's what, 16, 18 days, something like that. And the other one took until the 26th. It's like, really? This is absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. the one came in the wrong color. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. like, you know, you people, I just tore them a new one on the review and stuff. I wrote a nasty-ass review, and I yeah. intend to add to it to keep other people away from this reseller. Yeah, and it pro- it's probably the, well, not to let Amazon uh, off the hook, but it is probably the reseller because even some of this other stuff that I've ordered, I barely had it a couple days and the sellers are, how do you like our stuff? Did you have any problems? You know, a lot of them are responsive. This sounds like, you know, uh, Amazon may have to take this, you know, seller out to the woodshed and have a talk with them and say, mm-hmm. if you want to be part of our little, you know, our little party here, there's certain criteria you got to meet um, because Amazon hasn't gotten, in, you know, I say I'm, love Amazon. I'm not, but you know, I think they try to stay on top. So you haven't gotten there by being slipshod. And so I think if they have issues, they're going to take, uh, you know, it, 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 crap happens occasionally. I think they understand it too, but you know, something like this, they may just say, if other people are having issues too, uh, just go to them and say, Hey, you know, straighten up or, you know, go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I've only had a couple other minor issues, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. Uh, I had two things disappear. I sent a gift to a friend of mine in Chicago, and I got the tracking information, and it said, you know, out for delivery. I went, okay, great. Never appeared. Left the United States Post Office and then just disappeared into the ether. Was it possibly stolen? Well, it never showed that they actually made the delivery. Okay. So it never said delivered, you know, you know, left at front door or any of that sort. It just mm-hmm. got left the postal facility onto a truck and then disappeared. <laughs> and it was a toy for my friend's uh, little girl. And I was like, oh. pissed. You know, mm. Christmas present for a little kid. You don't want that. Sure. And then... Also that year, I sent something to somebody else, and it just disappeared. And both times, Amazon made those things right. They took care of it. You know, I, you know, they took care of everything. They got the stuff resent. You know, shipped it Prime and got there really quickly, and all this sort of thing, like one day delivery or something like that. So it was all good. But this is just the pits. I have never had this kind of service. Yeah, and even last summer, I had a. Uh, I had ordered uh, my NVIDIA Shield TV, and they had a deal where you it comes with a controller, but they were doing a special where you order it then and you get a second controller. So I went for that, and it was shipped separately. So I got the TV and the one – or the – box and the one controller and the other one it never showed up never showed up and after about a week i guess i wrote a letter to amazon and they said well what do you want to do and i said i i already had the one controller so it wasn't like it was going to be a problem i said i just you know take the controller off my order so they did and then about i want to say two or three weeks later then it shows up so i was like okay um you know i didn't 
I just said, okay, I got the controller. I, you know, didn't make anything more of it, but so, and then I say they were pretty good about it. So, uh, you know, I think, um, this could very well just be a weirdness, but still, uh, they're going to, there's, like I say, they take customer service seriously, I think. You don't get there by being, uh, you know, too slipshod. So I, I think they'll be on top of it. But it does frustrate – when it happens to you, it's really frustrating. You know, it's probably a small percentage of what goes wrong. But oh, I mean, yeah. you're part of that small percentage. It does irritate the crap out of you. So. Especially when they were gifts. Yeah, that too. Mm. That especially. Especially like a little girl on Christmas. I mean, you know, that almost sounds like something you'd bring up in a lawsuit or something like that. Yeah. Well, and these were yeah. gifts from my wife, this most recent one. And it's like, sure, yeah. this is just friggin' ridiculous. And I, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. plan to talk to him about it. So right. we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I like Amazon. Right. I'm not going away from Amazon anytime soon. There hasn't been enough consistent, you know, this, the sour experiences. I've had big enough time gaps between them that no problems and, you know, so I'm not soured on them, I should say. Right. Well, and it's one of those things, too. It's just, you know, have to use a little common sense and a little buyer beware because if something looks too good to be true, it may very well be. Because I think there's been I I believe I can't quote anything, but I believe I've, I've heard stories about people uh, getting this great deal from uh, Amazon and, you know, it's through a uh, reseller or whatever and they get it and it wasn't what they were promised or it was like a. Uh, like I, said, I don't remember specifics. It could have possibly been out. I don't remember if this is the case or not, but a battery backup unit that had bricks in it instead of batteries. You know, um, I've yeah. heard those so, stories yeah. too. Yeah, so you got to use a little common sense, a little buyers beware. I mean, just it's not all sunshine and rainbows out there. You do have to bring a little common sense to the table. But if everything looks legit. And, you know, and I kind of and I don't take it as gospel either. But I kind of look at the reviews sometimes uh, to see what they have to say about it or how many stars they have or something like that. And again, that can be gamed also. Don't take that, you know, as absolute yeah. truth. But, uh, you know, I kind of and then I just kind of go by my gut and just, you know, and so I haven't gotten, you know, had the same problems as you. But when I have had issues, uh, they were pretty quick. I don't They've never really left a bad taste in my mouth with any of these things that have gone sideways. So hopefully they'll, you know, really step up and say, you know, and, and make you happy because you're such a internationally known podcaster. They yeah. may just, you know, oh yeah, that's be that, falling falling all over themselves to make you happy. Yeah, that's that's what they're worried about. But <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, these weren't anything that was too good to be de- too no. good to be true type of deals or anything like. Right. No immediate red flags, but. I, I'm just soured on it now. It's like you just and I did. I sent a nasty gram to the the store, the reseller, you know, and because they sent me a thing. Oh, please review the product we received from you. Blah 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 blah. I said okay. okay. <laughs> you oh, you left it. the door open for that one. Asking, you shall receive. I broke open the shotgun and loaded up both barrels. <laughs> a little rock salt in there. I'll be walking funny for a while now. <laughs> They're going to walk around permanently funny after I get done with them. They're going to hope for the banjo music. <laughs> uh, uh-oh, you just pissed off a good old boy down there, people. So all of a sudden, we hear the black helicopter over Kevin's house. He's never heard from again. <laughs> this is how Amazon deals with problems. Yes. So, yeah, I um, and I know people that fly the black helicopters, too. So don't oh. piss me off. But anyway, <laughs> so that's my Amazon tale of woe. But. 
we also have a uh, a, a good thing a re- related, well, not directly related to Amazon, but related to another online service. Melissa, I'm uh, Melissa. Damn it, Mike. Elisa has <laughs> good. It's not just me. Yeah. And I'm looking right at her too. So I'm out of here. No, <laughs> I'm out of here. So, so Elisa wants to talk a little bit about Google Music and and what they've done there. No, I really don't want to talk about that. Uh, oh, okay. Well, fine. I, All right, no, moving on. No, no I just ha- I happen to see that. I mean, I really didn't read too much about it to be honest with you. And I oh. know, but I know Mike is into you know the Google Home, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you yep. listen to Google Music also. But Sometimes. they're offering Google Play Music subscribers four free months. I guess they used to give you 90 days. Now they're giving yeah. you four months if you're a new subscriber. So I just yeah. thought that's, you know, if someone's yeah. interested in Google Music, that's a good way to give it a really good test Four months. It says the service allows users to scan up to 50,000 songs from their own music library and listen to custom radio stations on their computer or mobile device. You can use the free tier with ads, or you can pay $9.99 a month or $14.99 for a family account, so just like Apple Music, to avoid the ads, 35 million songs, download music offline, and get access to YouTube Red. Well, you see, the thing that really kind of surprised me, because when I got my Echo, I got six months free, and so pretty soon here I'm going to have to start paying for it. But the thing that kind of surprised me wasn't Google Music so much, it was YouTube Music, because I uh, look at a few videos on YouTube once in a while, and I do kind of like that Pandora experience where, oh, if you like this song, maybe you'd like this one. And so I uh, put the YouTube Red uh, or YouTube Music on my phone and on my iPod, and they just had it populated, and it'll ask you how much space do you want to um, put towards that. And so I said, I don't know, um, you know, a few hundred megabytes or something like that. So I've got like mm, eighty some songs in there, and I'm kind of going, oh, I kind of like that, and I've discovered a few that way. And so you know, I do like Pandora, you know, the the discovery part of it. Um, you know, the music genome type thing at Google. I mean, it's not exactly the music genome, but they do have their search engines, their predictive capabilities and all this other stuff. And so you listen to a few uh, uh, songs on YouTube and then you fire up the app and it'll download some those songs, maybe some other songs similar to that because I listened to an Adele song. Now I've got a few Adele songs on there now. Uh, so I have this, you know, real eclectic mix because I don't like necessarily a genre uh, of stuff. I like music that I like. So I have, I've got some uh, shine down on there and I also have some, uh, um, Oh shoot. Another name's escaping. I've got the scorpions. I've got, you know, some uh, hair metal stuff, some heavy metal, some, uh, a little country, a little Adele in there. So I've got this kind of music mishmash of stuff there. Yeah. Kevin's going, who's these people? I don't know. Them. Um, I'm the same way, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, no, sure. not not like Kevin, like you. Where I've oh, got yeah, yeah. the music, the music mm-hmm. mishmash. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, because part of the, a lot of these music things. That, hey, do you want to listen to hard rock? Well, yeah, but I also want you know, I want to be able to kind of have a custom playlist that's you know custom for me because it's not necessarily the the genre I like so much. It's the you know the quote uh, Dick Clark. It's the beat something I dance to, or, you know, whatever or something that hits an emotional chord with me. Oh, and absolutely, so, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that was the, the biggest uh, kind of 
uh, I guess shock is probably the word I would use. It's just like I tried this. And I got six months. Let's try this crap out and see what happens. And so, you know, that was really – and what they do is they download the music from YouTube because uh, there is a, a, a – uh, young lady that I listened to, uh, Lindsay Sterling, which she does uh, kind of the rock violin type uh, stuff, or you know, I don't exactly what you want to call it, but they, she plays the violin and pretty darn good at it. And so you can tell it's a YouTube video because at the end she goes, and don't forget to like me and you know subscribe and you know, and she also does a song with uh, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, and so you know, and check these guys out, you know, so you can tell that they took, yeah, Kevin's going who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, uh, but, you know, so you can tell that they just kind of rip the and you can on your app, you can have them play the videos if you want. But most of the time I'm just listening to them. So I'm just sitting there listening to it. So you can tell that they just kind of rip the stuff from the YouTube stuff. And it's probably somebody that somebody's posted because, I again, this uh, young lady that plays the piano and sings, she does. um I think it was uh, Behind Blue Eyes by The Who, and it's listed as The Who, but that's not The Who singing. So you're going to run into some of those weird eccentricities there. But um, like I say, just by the stuff that you like on YouTube, you can get a playlist that kind of reflects you. I'm going, that's kind of cool. Well, you know, because of something on YouTube, I discovered this new group the other day, Def Leppard. Have you all ever heard uh, of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen them in concert different. twice. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have. No, I, I'm kidding. Um I, and Mark was always horrified by the fact that I listened to my music on YouTube. I actually have a playlist that on the days I'm I'm working at home, that I have a playlist that I play, and it's very eclectic. It has country, it has hair metal, it has heavy metal, it has uh, it has some bluegrass in it. <laughs> of course, it has how do, do you do. do? And let your love go. Yeah, and don't let my don't let Mike's love go. The um, but I have you know that I I do use that, and Mark was always appalled by that. But I had a friend of mine the other day that said something about you know wanting to go see a concert. I think it was Def Leppard, Poison, and a group called Tesla. Tesla together. Tesla, Def Leppard, and Poison. Yeah. They're touring right now. Okay, uh, I replied back to my friend. I said. Well, let's put it this way. Two of the groups came out long after I got out of high school, and the other one was popular when I was in high school. <laughs> because she yeah. was complaining about, you know, this took her back to her days in high school listening to Tesla and Poison. I went, yeah, well, I was well out of high school when they became popular. So you can feel better about that. <laughs> so Yeah. And like I say, this is uh, the, the YouTube music is kind of responsive because the other night I decided uh, I have a – if you uh, like, I, I listened to Rush, and now I see that uh, some of that has popped up on there. And once I listened to this uh, um, this Hawaiian singer, I'm not going to try and uh, massacre his last name, but it's Israeli somebody who plays a ukulele and sings. Does over the rainbow? Yeah, that one. And so Somewhere that one showed up there. And over I, I, I can't tell you how much I hate that song. Oh, what over the okay. rainbow? Yeah. Why? Okay. Even the way this guy sings it with the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, no uh, lemon drops for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Like I said, so I listened to a few others, and I see that they they populated on there, and I listened to Pink Floyd because uh, uh, to me the ultimate Pink Floyd song is comfortably numb from the Pulse album. Uh, it's got to be that song. I don't know that one. Comfortably oh. numb. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a live version, so it's a lot more. There's more to it than the studio version. Um, and then I also listened because I was listening to the uh, uh, oh the Wonder Woman uh, trailer uh, that's come out. Was it Wonder Woman? Anyway, they were using uh, "Come Together" by uh, uh, "Come Together" right by, Aeros- now. by Aerosmith or the Beatles. Godsmack. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's more of a hard hard rock version of it. Yeah, you're not God, Kevin, so don't smack me. I was uh, trying to smack Elisa. She is a goddess okay. among us. Okay, there you go. Um, I can't argue with you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. Didn't think so. But uh, I forget which uh, – was it Wonder Woman? It was one of the, the soundtracks to uh, one of these uh, superhero movies that's coming out. Uh, or maybe it was Justice League of America. I think that was it. Um and I so I did, and so now that showed up on there. So like I say, it's just you go and watch these things. And if there's something that you want to watch to find out what it's about, you may end up with it on your playlist, be that good or bad. But I think you can just go in there and swipe it and get rid of it if you don't want it. But um, like I said, I was just that's the thing that surprised me most about Google Music. Uh, and I haven't even tried the Google Music itself so much. Sometimes I'll tell the Google Assistant here to uh, um, you know play some music on Google services, but. Um, a lot of the times it's just that. So, Well, you know, what I like is I have my uh, tap that I got for Christmas, and I use it pretty much every day when I'm getting ready for work. I'll go over and I have a – there's a classic country playlist that I listen to a lot of times, and I'll just tell it to play that for – you know, it'll play, you know, a few songs while I'm getting ready for work, and then I'll hit the pause or whatever you want to call it button on top. And then I'll come back, and the next morning I can hit it, and it just picks right up again. And what's really been good with the way <clears throat> the Amazon Music thing works through that is it plays a lot of older songs that I haven't heard for years. I mean, I and it's to me it's a I just tell it to play classic country, and it plays everything from you know Hank Williams Jr. back in the fifty or yeah no Hank Williams back in the fifties. All the way up to you know stuff that was recorded in the '90s, so I mean it's it's a nice mix of stuff. Um, I mean I really like Amazon Music. Now I don't have Amazon Prime Music because I'm not paying for that. I just have the regular Amazon Music, and the way that little tap works and the sound that it puts out is incredible, in my opinion. I know, Mark, and I'm talking about you. Yes, you would not be satisfied with the full richness of the sound. I'm sure there'd be something you wouldn't like about it because but your ear is much better than mine and that's why he gives me crap about listening to music <laughs> on youtube it's like mm. but it sounds okay to me yeah, i don't have a problem with it for me over a vacuum cleaner it sounds pretty good yeah i mean i'm not interested as long as it's listenable and the quality's what i i'm not an audiophile i guess is the best way mm. to say it and sure. that's why it's right. it works for me so but anyway. well, in my case, I'm more of an adrenaline junkie. I like that stuff that'll kind of, especially when I'm at work and my tail's dragging. You throw on some like high speed music or some uh, you know hard driving music to just kind of get my blood pumping, my adrenaline flowing, and just kind of get me over the hump to get the job done. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, occasionally, if I'm having a rough day at work, I'll put on my ear pot earbuds, or they're not earbuds, they're ear uh, headphones, I guess, and I'll put on. Uh, the heavy metal stuff that I have on my iPod and I'll go outside for a few minutes. I'll walk out and sit on the bench or something like that and just have head banging music, just going 
loud as it can go, and people will walk by and they look at me, you know, like, good lord, we can hear it. <laughs> but, you know, and then, you know, after about five or ten minutes of that, I'm not ready to beat the snot out of anybody, not ready to, to, to do anything horrible that would cause me to lose my job or my retirement, you know, so <laughs> I, I bring it down a notch, so, but yeah. There you go. Well, I think on that note, we'll move on to our picks for the week. So, ba-dum-bum. And I'm going to let Mike start this week. Well, yeah, this was sort of, uh, this pick was kind of predicated by what we were doing before we were podcasting. Uh, My son came home, and we've decided that our garage looks like crap. It's stuff everywhere, and it's one of those things we'll throw throw it out later. Well, I guess later has come. So we were trying to clean up the garage, so we got like one corner cleaned up. Baby steps, people, baby steps here. But uh, so, and I... Out in the farm, I had a workbench. Once we moved to town, I don't have that much stuff to work on. But I do kind of miss a workbench, and it wouldn't be bad to have one out there in the garage to do some stuff on. And so I went out there, and I found this nice-looking one. It's got a couple drawers, and it's got pegboards in the back that you can uh, um, hang your tools on. It's got a built-in power strip and a built-in light uh, above it there. So it looks like it's a pretty good little workbench. And um, where did the price go on this one? I thought it was like... $279. So it's not a bad looking one. Nice wood uh, top to it. Um, and I just, you know, it just, for what we were doing today, I thought that would be kind of cool to have out there and just to have a, a workstation for tools. I mean, I got a workstation down here or a couple for my computers, but just something for to work on projects and that kind of stuff. No, I mean, I like, I've got a workbench out in my garage. Unfortunately, I can't get to it at the moment. Because it's got other people's stuff stored on top of it. So mm. it's making a great shelving unit at the moment. Yeah, I, well, and because I, when I was farming, uh, I had a tool, one of the big, uh, you know, red rolling toolboxes. You got chest and you got the, the yeah, same thing. Uh, so you got the big one on the bottom and the chest on top. Uh, and so I've got that there. I was always stuck in front of the cars, and it was hard for me to get to the tools. So now we've rearranged it, put it in the corner so I can actually get to my tools. So maybe um, I'll get to things a little bit better. And now because of where it was at, I've kind of got tools strewn all over the garage. So now I need to bring them home, and uh, I need to get over my little pack rat tendencies. Now, I'm not as bad as my dad was. He would, We would tear down buildings. He'd save lumber and he saved the nails. He'd make me straighten the nails up. Good Lord, did we have oh, some arguments shit. over that stuff. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm not that bad, but I do need to go through and just I haven't used this stuff. I'm not farming anymore. I really don't need couplers, hydraulic couplers. I don't need a lot of this stuff. Uh, I have a big old iron clevis out there that I don't want to get rid of it. I don't need it. I got to figure out what to do with it. Maybe I'll make it into a centerpiece. I don't know. For people who aren't familiar with farming, a clevis is a big old C-shape that you drop a pin through so you can hook a chain to it, to the hitch of your tractor or something like that. And it's just, it's been around. It's, cripes, it's older than I am. It's probably older than, you know, both of us put together maybe. It's it's fairly <laughs> old. Uh, it's been around a long time, and so it's more like a family heirloom that I might hang on to. But some of this other stuff, um, I just hanging on to it just because someday I might. No, you're not. Just chuck it. So I, that's where we're at right now. Is just kind of a decluttering thing. Yeah, mine. I need to do that. I my toolbox. I convenient. I have the three toolboxes: the big, 
section, the middle section, and the smaller section. But I conveniently put it in the corner of the garage where I can open the door from the mudroom into the garage, reach into the toolbox, get what I need, close it, close the door, and go, <laughs> and go off and do it. Mm-hmm. The only crap I catch is I'm told my toolbox is not organized. I said, it's organized fine. I can find everything I want <laughs> in my toolbox. But other people can't. I went, don't really care. Um, <laughs> it's organized for me. So, yeah, but anyway. and somewhere I've got keys to lock it somewhere. I got to find where those are at. I know where all my keys are to lock <laughs> my toolbox. So, well, yeah, and nobody goes out there. I'm the only one that gets in there, so that's not too big a problem for me. Yeah. So, but cool pick, very cool. I like that. Tools are always fun. You can never have too many tools. My old motto. So, Miss Paselli, Elisa Paselli. Mm-hmm. What What do you have for us this week? Well kind of uh, piggybacking off of what Mike was talking about last week, and I chose The Echo Show. The Echo Show. Right now, $230 on Amazon. Pre-order still, right? Pre-order, yep. It is, uh, item will be released on June 28th. Pre-order now. Comes in black or white. And they got rid of their special because when they first introduced it, if you bought two, you nope, got 100 bucks it. off. Oh, do they? They still have it, yep. I didn't see it on the page here. Mm-hmm. If you go to the oh, top down, of the page. Or, no, it's at the bottom or midway down. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, yeah. I, this is, well, on mine, it's on the top of the yeah. page. It's got the Echo yeah. Dot, the Echo, the Echo Show, the Echo 2-Pack, the Echo Look. Alisa. So you could get two. Since you're my friend, I'm willing to do you a favor. If you want to order the 2-Pack and then send me one, I'm happy to, we can test it. I'm happy to do that for you. You've proven your friendship to me time and time again. Well, I just want to extend. No exception. I want to extend it even further. (laughs) So what I will do is I will peek in on you. I will wake up myself around four o'clock and I'll scream into the video. Wake up! I'm probably already (laughs) awake anyway. So that's the one thing I would not use it for. I mean, it looks kind of cool. It says that you can watch video flash briefings of the news. Uh, You can watch YouTube. You can listen to. uh, You can see music lyrics as you're listening to different music. Use it as a security camera. You can um, have your photos go through like you do on an Apple TV. Get the weather, which, of course, we need to do. Uh, make up to-do lists and shopping lists. I mean, it, and, you know, it looks like it's cool. They also have a picture well, of someone using it in the kitchen, you know, following a recipe, which is very foreign concept to me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just you just walked onto my punchline there because I was going to say, it brings up recipes. You know, that's something where people make food, uh, you know, your your cooking, I know your cooking's legendary. So yeah, yeah I, I, I still don't know what 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 it is yeah, that you speak of. So yeah, you you watch the Food Network. Yeah, there you no, go. No, my husband yeah. watches the Food Network. <laughs> no, I okay. don't. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you know, the the idea of recipes, I thought that'd be kind of interesting because I think it'll access all recipes. And my wife likes you know trying out new recipes. I thought you know have this in there, and you know if you're cooking and you know what's the next ingredient or, you know, whatever to have it there in front of you or, you know, to, you know, bring up some information without having to touch it. I thought that'd be interesting. And with our ring video doorbell, if we're in the kitchen and we see somebody come to the door and we don't want to talk to them, we can just pretend that we're not home. Um, but you know, just, uh, those two things, uh, is just making me go, it's just getting so. I just tempting. can't justify the price right yeah. now for real. But yeah, like I, Melissa says, with play money, mm-hmm. let's go oh. for it. Oh sure, yeah, play yeah. money certainly. But like I say, but I'm how, just kind you know. But like I'm like you, Mike. I've I've got a Kindle. I've mm-hmm. got um, 
I've got an echo. I've got the, the deco dot. I've got the tap. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause it'd be the only one that I don't hit. Well, yeah, I think we were talking last week too that Echo look. That's just a, a complete non-starter. No, no. but I, mean, I would uh, be interested to see what the quality is doing like a mm-hmm. Skype conversation. Sure. Yeah. On on an Echo. Um, well, and none of our kids have you know an Amazon account. Um, and I guess you could set it up. You don't have to necessarily. Now, did you did you have to have Prime or did you just need to have an Echo or an Amazon account to use the calling feature? I think it's Prime. I think Prime's required for it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. Let me see. Um, security photos. Interesting would be make hand pro. No, it just says makes hands-free video calls to friends and family who have an Echo Show or the Alexa app. Yeah. And make voice calls to anyone who has an Echo or an Echo Dot. So it doesn't say anything about Prime. Okay. The only, the only mention I see of Prime here is um, free shipping if you're a Prime member. Right. <laughs> So you uh, would be kind of cool to do video calls with our kids sometimes, uh, and maybe the quality would be better because my daughter puts the phone on uh, hands-free mode and is walking around. It's like, what, what, what? So I'm hoping that the uh, show would have better uh, microphones to pick up what she's saying. So maybe it would improve the quality of our calls. But, you know, they're not at a point now where this is, you know, <laughs> yeah, something they're even to consider because young well, broke. Well, eight microphones. It says eight microphones yeah. and noise cancellation. So the Echo, he- uh, the, I'm sorry, the Echo Show hears you from any direction, even while music mm-hmm. is playing. So and it has thousands would, of skills. So it, yeah. it would be interesting. Yeah. Maybe we should get four of them so we could all just look at each other constantly. Yeah, no? Okay, well, that's fine. All right, so very good pick. I just got shot down, folks. I'm just telling you. So anyway, so well, my pick. If you buy them, I'll take them. So. I, I'm sure, sure you will. I agree. I agree, Mike. Sure. Again, your all's friendship has been proven to me many times. So. Uh, my pick this week follows on to my recent problem, addiction, collection, whatever you want to call it, I have chosen to purchase the Retron 5 console plus the wireless controller. The Retron 5 is a console that lets you play all your uh, NES, SNES, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, um, almost anything Nintendo has put out up through any type of cartridge that they put out. It also lets you play Sega Genesis. It'll let you play the Famicom, which was the equivalent of the NES over in Japan, but you can get those cartridges in this country. Um, There's adapters so that you can play some other types too that you can get. And it has modern video output so you can then just hook it to your HDTV and get you some NES Donkey Kong goodness going. If you still got the cartridges, and folks, the cartridges are still readily available through retro gaming stores and online. Believe me, I've looked. I actually went to another retro gaming store yesterday, uh, about seventy miles from the house. My son and I took a trip to the store, looked around, bought a couple things. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but this is something that may actually make it. This is even though it's play money, this is something that may make it into the house at some point. Because, I mean, it plays everything except N64 cartridges. So, I mean, I mean, it just covers the gamut. 
So, and I mean, we have a crap ton of Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy cartridges. So, but then we can start collecting NES and SNES games. And it'll just be a rat hole, folks, as I'll say. But it's a, it's a nice thing. It gets good reviews and all that. And I'm actually torn between this and there's kind of a handheld version of it called the Superboy that lets you play. It's like a big, uh, like a Switch kind of mic, but it plays the NES and SNES cartridges and stuff like that. So I love the old games. They go at a pace that I can keep up with. You know, it's the new games move a little fast for an old fart like me. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But that's my pick for this week, and I chose it and the wireless controller because I'm anytime I can eliminate wires because I, you know, <laughs> getting mad with a wired controller like damn it, damn it, oh shit, I unplugged it. You know? <laughs> so yeah, not a good thing. So no. that's my pick for this week. So uh, we'll we'll go around the virtual roundtable here and let uh, let uh, Mike and Elisa tell you where you can uh, find their uh, convictions. I mean, uh, find out more about them online. So we'll start with Elisa. Where can we find out more about you? You promise not to mention that. I know it was just a misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Sensei Die on Twitter. ThreeGeekyLadies.com is the podcast I do with Vicki Stokes and Suze Gilbert. And we just released one on Friday about our recent travel. The three of us have recently been on little trips, so we talked about that for a bit. Very good. And, folks, if you haven't listened to The Three Geeky Ladies, please do. I I laugh my ass off half the time watching them trying to bounce <laughs> topics between them. And because I know them and knowing Elisa extremely well, then it's it's just that much funnier for me. But they do put out a good show. They do share good information, great insights, um, and a lot of uh, depth and breadth to their technical knowledge. So please go have a listen if you haven't before. Michael, where can they find out more about your fel- uh, felonies? Uh, I mean, your, <laughs> more about you. I thought I had all those bodies buried. But anyway, uh, if you do want to find out what I'm doing, it's perfectly legal and nothing to be questioned. Uh, I, you can find, find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, or you can look at to me on my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Most excellent. Uh, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can go over and most of my musings end up on Twitter, and that's twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A over at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, and it has links back to that and other things that I may have done in the past. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com, and reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, and I want to say a big thank you to all those that have posted those. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've brought it, as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And we please, please remember between now and next week, if don't forget to hug a geek. This is Mark Chappell of the Essential Mac and the Rampant Mumblings podcast. And this is Carl Madden of the Mac and Forth Show podcast. You know what, Carl? No, nope, never met him. But it's funny how many people ask. No, no, no. I mean, you know what we should do? Get better writers? Well, that goes without saying. No, I think we should merge. Excuse me? Rumpet Mumblings, Essential Mac, Mac and Forth should merge. Sounds messy. No, no, no. It'll be good. We can still have all the incisive news, views and opinions of Rampant Mumblings and Essential Mac along with... Well, whatever Mac and Forth has to offer. Hmm. And what should we call this new monster? Uh, I mean, venture. Well, it's still essentially an Apple-related show, so why not 
how do you like those apples? Catchy, but does it essentially sum up what an apple show should be about? All right, how about get your apples here, an apple a day, chatty apple, happy pie, oh, oh, just apple. No, we essentially need something that is more apple related. Monkey tennis. Huh? No, no, no. We just need something essentially apple that lets people know we will essentially be discussing apple related things. You knuckleheads. Just call your new podcast the Essential Apple Podcast for when people have essentially run out of good podcasts to listen to. Should have gone with monkey tennis.